0: You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media. Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, (music) TelltaleAtheist.com. Kenneth Copeland once again puts up a COVID shield to protect himself and his audience from the disease. I think this is the fifth time now. Then he proceeds to condemn anybody who keeps up with the news about it. Does he have an ulterior motive for this move? For those of you who don't know Sid Roth, he's the host of a show called It's Supernatural. Well, he's got a miracle to tell us about today. Something amazing happened. Something only God could have accomplished. If this doesn't convince you that God is real, then I don't know what will. You've probably seen this clip by now. A Florida woman completely unloads on scientists and politicians because they're encouraging people to wear face masks, which blocks God's wonderful breathing system. Let's see what she had to say to those dirty, satanic scientists. But before we take a look at all that, let's listen to some voicemails. Don't forget, if you want to call in and leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. Hey, this is Owen. If you're comfortable, leave your first name and state at the sound of the tiny truck backing up.
1: Hi, Owen. My name is Raul, and I'm from Mexico. Um, I just had a quick question. Um, I was reading some articles about COVID and also about the downfall of the country, and I figured, like, there's something called uh, death by Despair, I think it's called, and they mentioned that around 58,000 people are going to die for each percentage. The unemployment rate goes, goes up, which then I read another article debunking it. And they said it was more around 20,000 and then I read another article saying 38. So I'm assuming it's around in the numbers of 30,000 ish. So I was asking, wouldn't, and also the great depression, uh, for the US, it took more than a decade to recover. So in the next decade, wouldn't the economic downfall created like COVID-19 kill more people than the virus itself? Um, that's just a quick question. I hope you can get out there and maybe your, your thoughts on it. And I, thanks.
0: Okay, I appreciate the phone call. The, the, I appreciate the voicemail. That's a really good question. So to, to summarize, basically, the question is people can die from despair. I understand that that's a possibility that people die from despair, but I think that's exceedingly uncommon, and I haven't really seen any scientific evidence to back it up. So let's just start from here. I'm sure that you and I can both agree that the economy tanking like this is going to lead to deaths in some way, whether it's from despair or not. It could lead to deaths of people from uh, suicide, people who just lost all of their money and have nothing left and are homeless and and just end it. I, I think that that's, that's going to be a real problem. I agree with you. So what's the solution is really the question. Donald Trump and, more generally speaking, the Republican Party have been talking about this as an issue. If the economy is sinking, then people are going to suffer and die from it. And there's a real possibility that it could be worse than the consequences from the virus. I agree that that's a problem, but we're lucky enough that we can look at different countries' responses and see how it played out for them. We can see that the countries that were the most aggressive toward shutting down the country in preparation for the virus they fared the best. Like look at South Korea, look at New Zealand, for example. These countries took dramatic steps to shut down the country immediately, listened to the scientists, and figured out the best course of action to to save the most people possible. When countries follow that playbook, the economy recovers quicker. Part of the reason why the US is suffering as badly as it is right now is because the people who are the people of the US have no confidence in the leadership right now and their response to the virus. So Trump can sit there on Twitter all he wants and say, open it back up, open it up, open it up. Everybody needs to go out and buy, buy, buy and work, work, work. He can say that, but it's not going to work that way. In reality, there's no confidence. Like, people don't have confidence in the response. They don't have confidence that they're not going to get sick and bring it home to somebody they care about and risk their lives too. In New Zealand, there is great confidence that the government knows what they're doing, is prepared to do what it takes to solve the problem, and that they're not going to basically lie to the people like we're afraid is going to happen in the U.S. from Trump. So a more aggressive response to the virus leads to faster economic recovery. That's what the science is telling us right now. A more aggressive response to the virus ends in quicker recovery economically.
1: I'm an airman in the military currently. I do not agree with Otis's current actions and repression of the media. How do I reconcile my duties knowing that I'm under his leadership? Because right now, kind of struggling.
0: That's complicated. Uh, It's a complicated situation for you. I think what you need to do as a member of the military is follow all commands. No questions asked. Just do what you're told to do up until the moment that you are asked to Uh, violate somebody's constitutional rights, or up until the moment you are asked to break the law in some way, some capacity. At that moment, we're going to need people in the military who are willing to stand up and say no. Now, up to that moment, Trump is going to and has ordered people to do really stupid, messed-up stuff. He has made a fool of himself with how he wields the military. Some of that may not actually be against the law, what he did. Some of it may just be him being really, really stupid. And if that's the case, just do it. Just follow the orders. Because the stupider he looks, the less likely it'll be that he will win a reelection. So just do your best to follow your commands to the best of your ability up until the moment it breaks the law. That would be my suggestion. Honestly, I'm not really one to talk, though, because I've never been in the military before. We will make it through this together. We will make it through this together, no matter what. We'll make it through the other side.
2: Hey, Owen. Um, This is Madeline from Alabama. Uh, wish me luck. Um, I have been having a lot of conversations with my parents and things. Um, They know that I am part of the LGBTQ community and that I am an atheist. Um, But I'd just like to get your, I don't quite know how to articulate against the hate the sin, love the sinner type of argument. Um, Anyways, thanks for listening. Bye. Very
0: interesting question. What's the difference between hating the person and Hating the sin, but loving the sinner. I think that the, the hate the sin, love the sinner ideology, if you will, that's probably not the right word, but anyway, the hate the sin, love the sinner idea is held by Jehovah's Witnesses pretty heavily. And I think it varies wildly from religion to religion or from cult to cult how heavily they actually hate the sinner. They claim to hate the sin but love the sinner, but how how deeply do they conflate the two, the sin and the sinner? With Jehovah's Witnesses, they find a way to hate the sin but love the sinner— which is different from a lot of other religions who are very bigoted and hateful toward people who are gay, for example. You'd have to come at it from like an individual cult or an individual group basis to see how severely they actually do hate the sinner. But generally speaking, just in my personal life, I don't hate anybody for anything. I I want to understand why people are the way they are, why they believe the things that that they believe. And I feel like part of the reason that I can justify not hating anybody for anything, even the most vile people, is because, look at it this way, Uday Hussein is the son of Saddam Hussein, right? Guy's a monster. He is a monster. He's done terrible things. By the way, I... I heard this from Sam Harris, and I picked it up. I thought it was really interesting. Uday Hussein is a monster, but would he have been a monster if he had been raised by somebody else? Would Donald Trump be as bad of a person as he is if he had been raised by somebody else? If he'd been raised by my parents, for example, would Donald Trump be a bad person? Is there something inherent in your DNA that you are born with that makes you a bad person? No. I'm an atheist. Some people here may not be, but I am. I don't believe there's anything supernatural about you that makes you who you are, some special thing. It all comes down to your experiences. That is who you are. Your experiences make you. If Donald Trump had been raised by somebody a little bit less fucked up. He would be a good person. I can't blame Donald Trump for being the piece of trash that he is. I can't forgive him for it. I can't look past it. I need to protect society from it. But, ultimately, really, I can't blame him for it. It's not his fault that he turned out to be a, a an amoral monster. When you realize that, that people are the culmination of their experiences, You start taking kind of a different viewpoint toward things. You start trying to focus more on recidivism, on fixing the problem rather than punishing people. Like the criminal justice system would be completely different if we all realized that people are the culmination of their experiences, that they are who they are because of the things that they've experienced, not for some ethereal soul that they have or something like that. The murderer in prison right now is a murderer because something broke in his brain, something went wrong. Personally, I've never had an interest in murdering anybody. That's just not on my list. It's not a thing that I've sat there and thought about doing. Why? Why have I not thought about doing it, but the criminal sitting in prison has? What's the difference between me and them? And is that difference that person's fault? Ultimately, probably not. It's probably not their fault. When you start looking at it like that, your worldview changes a lot. And you stop trying to attack people and you start trying to work with them and talk them through things and figure out what where their head is at and why they feel the way that they do. And maybe try to change their mind on some things. Now, I, I'm talking from an ideological perspective. I'm viewing this from the cult lens. How do I deprogram people? That's the way I'm looking at it. If I had been born into a Baptist family, would I be a Jehovah's Witness? No, I wouldn't. The question ultimately was about the love the sinner, but hate the sin ideology. Um, You could say that I have that kind of ideology in a sense, but I've seen that a lot of religious people don't really pick that up, honestly. They don't really use that in good faith at all. It's a term that was coined as a cop-out to hate gay people anyways and not be a bad person in their own eyes, basically. It's a term that says, yeah, I hate that people are homosexual. I don't like it. I think they're wrong to do it. But I love them. I still love the person. That's, the, that's what that term was coined to be. Now, if they are misusing the love the sinner, hate the sin idea and, and weaponizing it and using it to hate people while not facing social consequences, then they can go fuck themselves as, as far as I'm concerned. But in reality, generally, I don't hate anybody for anything, as I said. I try to find the good in everybody because it is there. Everybody has a redeeming quality, everybody. And I try to fix the unmanageable parts of their belief system. I try to help them work through the cult-like parts of their personality, if you will. The biggest chungi is religion inherently harmful to society? That's an interesting question. I think that uh, on some level, it's, it's inherently harmful to believe things that are not true or to reject critical thinking, which you have to do to believe religious ideas. You have to reject critical thinking if you're going to accept religious claims, bottom line. So in that sense, I would say, yes, religion is inherently harmful to society, but some religions are less harmful than others. For example, cults are significantly more harmful, basically by definition, than non-cults. Just because they're trying, the the goal behind a cult, or the end result anyway, is controlling people, manipulating them, and forming out a cult identity that that basically acts as a clone identity of the leader or of other members. And that in itself is inherently harmful. So that's what I go hard against, largely. I have a lot of Christian subscribers, and as far as I'm concerned, I'm glad they're here. If we can all get on board with each other and work to fight extremism and cult-like thinking, then I'm happy. You believe what you want to believe. Totally okay with me. Not going to rail against it. Not going to try to bring you down or make you depressed or anything like that. I am going to push back on your ideas a little bit, just like I do anybody. I'm going to present my own ideas and, and, and offer some pushback to you. And in turn... You, I will allow you to push back against my ideas. I feel like open discourse is an extremely important part of society. It should be allowed. It should be acceptable. So to the Christian subscribers listening, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we can work together against cults and extremism. I think what you believe is absolutely ridiculous. And I understand what, what I believe is absolutely ridiculous to you. Maybe we can bridge that gap and work together on cults and offer each other some pushback, and we can grow as people. That's kind of how I feel about it. When we come back, we're going to talk about Kenneth Copeland putting up a spiritual shield to protect himself and his followers from COVID. So give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Next article I wanted to take a look at is called Scam Evangelist Puts Up COVID Shield." You Couldn't Give Me That Flu If You Tried. This is again about Kenneth Copeland. I talked about him on a recent video. I tend to talk about him a lot because he's kind of a nutcase. But let's give this article a read and see what it says. This is by Hemant Mehta on the Friendly Atheist website. During an episode of Victory Update that aired Tuesday but was uploaded this morning, televangelist Kenneth Copeland condemned Christians who watched the news for updates on COVID-19 instead of listening to preachers like himself. Paying attention to the news apparently gives the virus authority over their minds. And who cares if viewers test positive anyway? Copeland said people with faith could just heal themselves... Just to underline that point, he even displayed his shield, quote unquote, to block the virus, saying, you couldn't give me that flu if you tried. It's not a flu, FYI, just saying. A few clips from the broadcast are below. Now, I'm going to play these clips in a second. I just want to make this note before we get into it. Go into this understanding that Kenneth Copeland is a Trump fan, a huge Trump fan. So when you listen to the clips of Kenneth Copeland, think about it from that perspective. Trump doesn't want people talking about the virus right now. He wants to pretend that the virus is gone. So let's listen to the clip now and uh, see what Kenneth Copeland had to say.
3: I'm talking now to Holy Spirit born again, Holy Spirit baptized, Holy Spirit speaking in other tongue, healing, believing Christians that don't watch anything but COVID-19 on the television, your faith is idle and dumb. Your angel has nothing to do because you, all you're listening to is the news broadcast and you're exalting this, 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 this creep. Come on, come on, come on. That you have authority over. Yes, mm, that's, right. that's
0: right. This guy's teeth are disturbing. And his eyes are disturbing, too. What is going on with this guy? I'm convinced this guy is a lizard. Seriously. I'm buying into that conspiracy theory. I think he's a lizard person. I'm convinced of it. Just look at his teeth. Human's teeth and eyes don't look like that naturally. I'm telling you, he's a lizard. Let's continue.
3: Oh, yes, but Brother Copeland, what happens if I get it? Well, get healed,
0: dear God.
3: Come on, come on, come on. That's right. And you'll get it. Sure. Yeah, Come you'll on. get it. You'll draw it into your home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God will see. I mean, the devil will see to it that you get in contact with someone that has it. Come on. Come on.
0: Let me just step back. Let's listen to that one more time, that, that last bit.
3: Mm-hmm. God will see. I mean, the devil will see to it that you get in contact with someone that has it.
0: Wait, will God see to it or will the devil see to it? that you're gonna get in contact with somebody who has it. He said God at first, but I guess he meant the devil? This guy is fucking disturbing. Just everything about this guy is fucking disturbing. Seriously, let's continue. Come
3: on, come on. But when you stand in faith and say, no, I don't mind telling you, I will never have COVID-19. I will never have any other kind of sickness and disease because thank God forevermore, he bore my sins in his own body on the tree and he said uh, be dead to sin and live under righteousness by whose stripes I was healed. Glory to God. I'm not healed now. I was healed then. Yeah, come on.
0: I don't actually know what he's saying right now. I I'm really confused by what he's saying. Like it's it's kind of nonsensical.
3: I'm not healed now. I was healed then. Yeah, come on. And grace is giving it to me now. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed, and the devil's trying to give me the flu. Well, I don't take it. Yes, come on. Amen.
2: Amen. I have my
3: shield up, Come thank on. you very much. You Glory to God. Come on. You couldn't give me that flu if you tried.
0: I don't really... I'm just like flabbergasted at this. Like, I'm, I'm so confused by this guy. He's... so disconnected from reality. So disconnected from reality. I can only imagine that he wants people to stop paying attention to the, you know, how it's spreading because he's a Trump supporter and he wants to kind of help Trump in his endeavor to pretend that it's not happening at all anymore. If he wanted to try to further Trump's goals of making people think it's not happening anymore, his best bet would probably be to just stop talking about it completely. That's a pretty solid way of killing the momentum of any movement. But anyway, let's uh, let's continue reading the article, see what it says here. This is a quote from the video. I'm talking now to Holy Spirit born again, Holy Spirit baptized, Holy Spirit speaking in other tongue, healing, believing Christians that don't watch anything, anything, But COVID-19 on the television. Your faith is idle and dumb. Am I getting the accent down? Am I completely fucking it up? I can't tell. (laughs) Your angel has nothing to do because all you're listening to is the news broadcast and you're exalting in this, 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 this creep that you have authority over. I don't understand. You're exalting in this creep that you have authority over. Oh yes, but Brother Copeland, what happens if I get it? Well, get healed, dear God, and you'll get it. Yeah, you'll get it. You'll draw it into your home. I mean, the devil will see to it that you get in contact with someone that has it. Actually said, God will. (laughs) But when you stand in faith and say, no, I don't mind telling you, I will never have COVID-19. I will never have any other kind of sickness and disease because thank God forevermore, he bore my sins in his own body on the tree. Glory to God. I'm not healed now. I was healed then. Seriously, I don't understand. What is this guy saying? This is like completely nonsensical. Is he saying because he's like a Christian, he's impervious to disease? Is that what he's saying? It, that's what it sounds like he's saying, but a large portion of this is just completely nonsensical. Let's continue reading. And grace is giving it to me now. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed and the devil's trying to give me the flu. It's not a flu. It is not a flu. Well, I don't take it. I have my shield up. Thank you very much. Glory to God. Lord, you couldn't give me that flu if you tried. Oh, I bet, I bet they could. Uh, I also bet he's not willing to tempt fate. Let's read here. This is uh, Hemant Mehta speaking now. Who wants to tell him the virus can't be blocked by his arm? If all of this seems crazy to you, then you haven't been watching Copeland over the past few months. In early March, he asked viewers to touch their TV screens against his oily hand in order to prevent the virus. He said Christian prayers had overwhelmed the virus, but if you lost your job, make sure you don't stop tithing. I've done videos on pretty much all of these, so if you're curious about what Kenneth Copeland has had to say, on the subject of coronavirus and just go to my podcast YouTube channel and search for Kenneth Copeland and it will it should come up with all the clips of it. I've been keeping up with it. By the end of March, he declared COVID-19 to be dead. It is finished! And that a vaccine would be delivered immediately. He even spit on the virus. I remember that one. By the end of April, he was still declaring COVID-19 to be over! It's not over, if anything, because too many Americans, especially Republicans in power, refused to self-quarantine and wear face masks. The problem is only getting worse, and our nation is both a global embarrassment and a global threat. But Copeland is still very, very rich. I remember him saying that in April because he said a heat wave was coming in, and he was convinced that that was going to stop the problem. He was convinced that... The heat wave was just going to kill the virus and it was just going to be over, just like that. Completely absurd claim. I don't know what the guy was thinking. Hopefully, not too many people buy the bullshit that he's saying. Unfortunately, I think that they are. Jesse Shodo. I try not to use this word lightly, but Kenneth Copeland is a monster. I agree 100%. He is a monster. Does not get worse than this guy. He's a really bad guy. Life in the Doghouse. Copeland is a modern-day comic book supervillain. Yeah, and he looks like it, too. He looks like the Goblin from Spider-Man. Am I right? Like, he he looks like the Goblin, right? Telltale, don't insult lizards by comparing them to him. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Sid Roth experiencing a miracle firsthand. So give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Next article I wanted to take a look at is entitled, Preacher Praises Jesus Again for Fixing His Backed-Up Toilet. So let's give this a read and see what it says. This is by Hemant Mehta. It's the update you've been waiting for. Back in April, Sid Roth, the host of a show called It's Supernatural, shared a miracle about how his toilet wouldn't flush, but then he prayed and the toilet flushed perfect, quote unquote. Guess what? God's lightning has struck twice in the same location. Roth recently offered another update on his toilet in a video clip entitled God's Solution to Racial Injustice. Let's give this video a watch and see what it says. Um, Yeah, here we go.
4: This is not the purpose of my talk, but something just happened. And uh, I know some people get upset, but I, I get so excited and happy, really happy, when I see God answer a prayer, whether it's a big prayer or whether it's a small prayer, I get excited. And this morning, guess what happened? The devil was messing with me, and I flushed the toilet, and it keeps running. The water keeps running and running. I've had that before, and I've done the whole thing with the plunger and calling someone to fix it, and I don't need that, (laughs) you know, come on now. And so I immediately, no, it took me a few seconds, but almost immediately came to my senses, and I said, I've Bind you, Spirit, in the name of Jesus, and command you to stop. And I said it with authority, and I proceeded, and I proceeded by faith. I might add, I proceeded by faith, believing that when I flushed it, it would work and it would stop the running water. And by the way, yes, I did all the other things first, and it didn't work. So I flushed it. And it flushes, and I said, "Thank you, Jesus." <laughs> so that's my little story to start. Um, it it the 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 country has gone through a double trauma.
0: Okay, um, that was bizarre. I I feel like my eyebrows are frozen in place here. Like this is the strangest shit. I i have ever seen just like the the televangelists preaching that that god fixes their toilet and finds their car keys what the hell are they talking about why would god give a shit about this stuff when there are starving people in the world nine million people on average die every year from starvation i think that's the last time i looked up the statistic that's what it was and this guy is thanking God for fixing his toilet. It does not get more absurd than this. Let's, uh, let's, re- let's continue reading the article and see what it says here. This is a quote from the video. This is not the purpose of my talk, but something just happened, and I know some people get upset, but I get so excited and happy, really happy when I see God answer a prayer, whether it's a big prayer or whether it's a small prayer. I get excited. And this morning, guess what happened? The devil was messing with me, and I flushed the toilet, and it keeps running. The water keeps running. I've had that before. I've done the whole thing with the plunger and calling someone to fix it, and I don't need that, you know? Come on now. So I immediately, no, it took me a few seconds, but almost immediately came to my senses, and I said, I bind you, Spirit, in the name of Jesus, and command you to stop. And I said it with authority, and I proceeded, and I proceeded by faith, I might add, I proceeded by faith, believing that when I flushed it, it would work, and it would stop the running water. And by the way, yes, I did all the other things first, and it didn't work. So I flush it, and it flushes! And I said, thank you, Jesus. So that's my little story to start. The country has gone through a double trauma. (laughs) Okay, let me explain how a toilet works. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever, like, lifted up the tank on the back of a toilet before, but if you lift if you lift up the tank you'll see that there's a, a hole in the bottom of the tank uh that basically runs into the toilet bowl itself right and there's this uh this thing called a cock flapper that's what it's called it's called a cock flapper and it's basically like a uh pretty much like a ball that fits into the hole like this when you hit the handle, what's happening is you're lifting up the cock flapper to let the water drain into the toilet bowl. And then when it goes down into the toilet bowl, the water rushes in and and goes through the S pipe and it all goes down the drain. Well, there's a uh there's a floaty thing that rises with the water level. So, the moment that the water goes into the hole, the, the faucet inside the toilet pretty much turns on and starts pouring water back into the toilet. And the floaty thing keeps rising with the water level until it gets to a certain point where it basically turns it off. Like once the water level gets up to like right here, there's that floaty ball on the top of the water. When the, the, when the ball reaches this high, the water shuts off, right? The hang up in this whole situation is if the cock flapper is is not plugging the hole properly, then the water will continue kind of running into the toilet and the floaty ball will never reach that height that will turn the water off. So it'll just keep running and running and running. What you need to do in that situation probably is replace the cock flapper so that it it gives a good seal. Or replace the floaty ball. Maybe the floaty ball is messed up, but then the water would be pouring out of your toilet. So my guess is this guy had a bad rubber seal on his, on the bottom of his toilet tank. When you remove the mystery from a situation, it becomes painfully obvious that God was never involved. The guy's like cock flapper thing, the guy's rubber thing that closes the toilet off when you flush is broken. That's the problem. He needed a new one. Now maybe he just needed to flush it a second time for it to get that seal, that that perfect seal again. Maybe that's why flushing a second time solved the problem. But it's very telling to me that this guy just doesn't understand how a toilet works. And for that reason, instantly thanks God when it just starts working for him again. It's really embarrassing and sad when you see things like that. I understand how evolution operates. I understand how evolution works. A lot of us do, probably. Like A lot of the people watching this clip understand how evolution operates. And when you hear a Christian extremist come in and talk about how you just couldn't have something like this happen without God, it's, it's like embarrassing. It's like this guy thanking God for fixing his rubber seal in his toilet. Like it, it, it's not obvious to you, the Christian, but it's obvious to literally everybody else, and it's embarrassing for you. So try to avoid that in the future. If, if I were you, I would try to avoid it in the future. Jesse Shodel, people suffer and die in third world countries, but God uses his infinite power to moonlight as a plumber. Yeah, seriously, just replace the rubber seal on the bottom of your toilet tank. It's all you have to do. It's a couple of screws. You just pop it off, put a new one on, you're done. It's not difficult. It's not mysterious. It's really telling when people thank God for things they don't understand though. Zolfner, God was never involved. God was never involved. That is an accurate statement. When we come back, we're going to talk about a Florida woman unleashing fury on scientists for following Satan's commands by suggesting people wear face masks. So give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. So the next article I want to take a look at is entitled Florida Christians condemn face masks for blocking God's wonderful breathing system. This is by Hemant Mehta on the Friendly Atheist website. Let's give it a read and see what it says here. Why is the U.S. mishandling the COVID crisis so badly? Blame Donald Trump and the Republican Party. Sure but save some space for the insane right-wingers who elect them. On Tuesday night, commissioners in Palm Beach County, Florida unanimously passed an ordinance required face masks in public spaces. That's the good news. What's frightening are some of the people who delivered public comments denouncing the decision as an attack on their freedom. A couple of the speakers, I'm not printing their names here, cited God in defense of their ignorance. They also pushed a string of wild conspiracy theories. You can see the full meeting here, but the clip below highlights two of the worst speakers. Watch it if you dare. Oh, we dare. We dare. I named the video Crazy COVID Chick. So let's see what it says. Uh, Let's see what she says on the video.
2: I'm very sad to see the authorities stomping on our constitutional rights and trying to decide something when they have no scientific proof that masks will protect a person and they want to throw God's wonderful breathing system out the door. You're all turning your backs on it.
0: So she's saying that we have no scientific proof that masks work. Yes, we do. Simple as that, we do, yes. You are incorrect on that. And we're throwing God's wonderful breathing system out? Is that what she said? I don't even know what to say to people like this. Like how do you deal with people who are so completely brainwashed? You can't even agree on a shared reality. As humans, we all have three basic assumptions in life. We agree that we live in a shared reality. We agree that we can make predictions off of this shared reality. Oh, so we'll just go with those two for the moment, because those are the really important ones. Solipsists are people who don't accept the first basic assumption that we live in a shared reality. That's, that's their starting point. They, for all they know, they're a head in a jar somewhere. This is all a fabrication of their own mind. If we want to live in society and function and work together and accomplish goals, we have to make those basic assumptions. How can you work together when you just aren't in the same reality? Like you, you're on completely different pages here. We need to accept basic science, masks, prevent water droplets with viruses or bacteria or whatever in them from spreading out further from your face. Why is that so difficult to accept? Why is that so hard to accept? And how can you reject something so fundamentally basic to science? Like, it's common sense. Let's continue.
2: Prove that it's good for people to breathe carbon dioxide over and over and over again. God made it so that we would breathe breathe in fresh oxygen to go to our body, to every cell in the body. It has to have that to make energy. When you wear a mask, the nose is cut off, the mouth is cut off, and you're breathing carbon dioxide over and over and over again. You're not getting the fresh oxygen that God intended.
0: All right, I just want to point something out with this. She's saying you're not getting the fresh oxygen that God intended, blah, blah, blah. That's inaccurate. Doctors will wear masks for like eight hours at a time while they're, they're operating on patients. Yes, it shields the carbon dioxide from getting away from your face faster. It does not prevent it from leaving your face to the extent that it will harm you. That is absurd. If you're wearing a surgical mask or just like a normal old face mask just kind of goes around your ears or whatever, it's not going to kill you or even harm you. That, that, that's completely absurd. Where is she even coming up with this information? This is insane.
2: You're sending carbon dioxide to every cell in the body, polluting it.
0: Okay, no, no. You're not sending carbon dioxide to every cell in your body. What, what is she even talking about? This is so completely nonsensical. All of this.
2: See the brain. You can't do that. I can't understand why you at all decide something like this and want to hurt the people. You're going to harm the health of all of the people. The virus is going to keep on going because people's bodies are being polluted and the virus is attracted to polluted bodies. You're going against God's wonderful
5: gift he gave us we the people will work day and night to clean every single seat if need be we will get together and do a citizen's arrest on every single human being that goes against the freedom of choice okay you cannot mandate You literally cannot mandate somebody to wear a mask knowing that that mask is killing people. It literally is killing people.
0: No, it's not. It's literally not killing people. It's literally saving people.
5: The people, we the people, are waking up and we know what citizen's arrest is. Because citizen's arrests are already happening.
0: I don't understand what she's talking about. Citizen's arrest. We understand what citizen's arrest is because it's already happening. What does that mean? Citizens arrest is, from my understanding, basically just a citizen, a normal civilian acting in place of a deputized citizen. It's, it's a civilian acting as a, an officer of the state or a, a police officer or something to arrest somebody for a crime that they've just committed. What is she talking about? Citizens arrests are already happening. What does that mean? What does she mean by that? I I don't understand.
5: Okay. And every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested. And you, doctor, are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. Every single one of you have a smirk behind that little mask.
0: I don't have a smirk. I'm not wearing a mask, but I, I feel like I'm identifying with the people on the other side of the table here. I don't find this funny. I find it. Sad and disturbing and confusing. What is she talking about? I'm trying to meet her halfway here. I'm trying to like identify with the reality that she is living in because obviously we're not sharing one right now. We are not in the same reality right now. I'm trying to identify with her and, and I just cannot. It's just nonsensical garbage I I have no clue what she's talking about
5: but every single one of you are going to get punished by God you cannot you cannot escape God you cannot escape God I'm gonna say that again you cannot escape God not even with the mask or six feet
0: did anybody say that they were going to escape God with a mask is that the premise that people are providing here Are we afraid of God? Do we believe in God, but we're afraid of him and trying to run and escape from him, and we're doing so by wearing a mask? What's the premise? I don't understand. What the fuck is she talking about? It's like when I'm talking to an anti-SJW, right? I used to be an anti-SJW. Long time ago. I was an anti-SJW. I watched like Sargon of Akkad and Armored Skeptic and all, all those guys, right? And now I've kind of left that ide- ideology behind. I've, I've walked away from it and I realize that it's just complete nonsense. But when I hear somebody come in and debate me on whether or not this thing is real or that thing is real or whatever else, they give half explanations that only makes sense within the realm of their belief system. And the only reason that I understand what they're arguing, the only reason I understand what they're saying is because I used to be involved in the anti SJW movement. So for example, I'll be talking about something, you know, quote unquote SJW related. And somebody will come in and and start talking about original sin. I understand that they're giving a partial callback to white privilege because anti-SJWs are always calling white privilege original sin, trying to paint anti-racism protesters as cult members. It feels like what's happening with this woman here is she's giving half explanations to what she believes she's like giving the first half of talking points she heard on conspiracy videos but she's not giving the second half so anybody who doesn't share her belief system or or doesn't watch those conspiracy videos also is just left in the dark here has no clue what she's talking about she's using loaded language that that makes zero sense to anybody except for her and fellow conspiracy theorists let's continue
5: okay six feet like i said before is military protocol you're trying to get the people to train them so when the the cameras the 5g comes out what they're they're gonna they're gonna scan everybody we gotta get scanned we gotta get temperatured. the kids have to go to school with masks are you insane are you crazy i think all of you should be in a psych ward right the heck now
0: you know i I don't think that this is a mental problem that we're dealing with here. I think that this is a disinformation campaign. This is the result of misinformation and propaganda being pushed on people. And it's a disturbing number of people who are receiving this. I'm not sure why this is getting as much reach as it is or how it's getting as much reach as it is. But the whole 5G conspiracy theory blows my mind. We've had 5G networks for decades. We just haven't had it for cell phones. I'm really not super clear on why this woman is completely disintegrating over 5G networks now. Like this blows my mind. Anyway, let's continue listening.
5: Because none of you, none of you know what the hell you are all talking about. This is insane. And then you want to open this meeting with a prayer to God. Are you praying to the devil? Because God is not listening to that prayer. Because all of you are practicing the devil's law. What happened to Bill Gates? Why is he not in jail? Why, is-
0: Why would Bill Gates be in jail? I don't understand. What did Bill Gates do? She's, this is exactly what I was saying a minute ago where... She's using half talking points from her conspiracy theories. Like only only people who watch those conspiracy theory videos will understand what she's saying. The rest of the world, like me, completely left in the dark. have no idea what she's talking about.
5: Why is Hillary Clinton not in jail? Why are all of of these pedophiles that are demanding you all to, to listen to their rules? Why are they not in jail? Oh, is it because you're part of them? Thank are you man. part of the deep your state? Time has the deep state is going man, down and if any of you morning. are in the deep state, you're going I'm down finding, with it. I'm finding that you are
0: disrupting this meeting. What is the deep state? What what do they do? Like this is all a big part of a big conspiracy theory that only makes sense to the participants or the consumers of the conspiracy theory. It makes no sense to anybody else, and they think that this is like widespread, accepted, obvious information. It's just crazy, and it's really sad. It's really sad to see. Let's let's read the article. One lady is frightened about how the masks will block oxygen from entering our bodies. That's not true. Before accusing officials of trying to throw God's wonderful breathing system out the door, quote-unquote. Spoiler, you can still breathe while wearing a face mask. Yeah, I guess she's never tried it, so she wouldn't know. The other speaker says the masks are killing people, a lie, and that citizens' arrests are already underway. No. And that the commissioners are obeying the devil's laws. Not even close. And that they'll be punished by God. And that 5G are coming after the people. And that the commissioners would be in a psych ward. And Bill Gates needs to be in jail. And Hillary Clinton, too. And something about... Pedophiles? It should come as no surprise that these people love Trump and they plan to vote for him. All the more reason these clips should be in Democrats' online ads already, since they ought to inspire everyone to get off their butts, request their absentee ballots, and donate whatever they can to get Republicans out of office. Meanwhile, Florida has seen a record spike in COVID cases this week. People not wearing face masks are a large part of the problem. 100% agree. You do see the occasional nutbag in the Democratic Party, for sure. They're they're in there. There are definitely left-wing nutbags. But um, I think that right-wing nutbaggery is a lot more dangerous, like this right here. I I feel like this is a lot more dangerous than the nutbaggery you find on the left. I, I don't know, it's hard to tell, but I'll tell you this. I will never be a part of a political party that is so completely co-opted by Christianity, by extremist evangelical Christianity. Whether that's the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, or whatever it happens to be, it's completely controlled by Christians. It is the party of Christianity, of extremist Christianity, and I'm just not going to be a party to it. I got some uh, super chats that I I definitely want to read. This this is pretty important, pretty relevant. Uh, Life in the doghouse. You should put "you are incorrect, sir" and "you are incorrect, madam" on your merch. You say it so much, Lamau. Yeah, I do, don't I? Do you say Lamau or Elameo? Mister Atheist says Lamau. I usually say LMAO. Evan Inge, isn't the logical extension of not wearing a mask because it blocks God's design? Public nudity? Nothing against nudity, just pointing out the progression. (laughs) That's a good point. That is a really good point there. Zolfner, the term white privilege is racist. No, it's not. It's It's only racist if you're coming at it from the angle of white people are privileged because they are superior to black people, and that's just simply not true. That's not what white privilege is all about. That's the only way you can, you can arrive at white privilege is racist, and I, and I reject it. White privilege is just a, statistic, a statistical fact you can look at and see white people hold more wealth in the U.S. and have more advantages in the U.S. right now. Not worldwide, in the U.S. right now. Christian privilege exists. Asian privilege exists. Female privilege exists. Male privilege exists. These are just statistical facts that we can examine and understand that these things are taking place. I talked about white privilege at at length in the last podcast. That's pretty much my position on it. Life in the doghouse, I wanna name my internet Wi-Fi the vampire slayer. The doctor, the 5G they're talking about is cellular, not Wi-Fi. I agree, I know, that's true. Um, But it works on similar principles. That was the point. It works on similar principles as the 5G on Wi-Fi. They've just extended it to cellular from my understanding. I know it has differences and all that stuff. Uh, from my understanding, the 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 key principles are the same. It's a, it's a bandwidth and a power thing from my understanding. I could be incorrect on that. If that's the case, I'll put a correction in the video after this releases or whatever, but similar principles. Anyway, all right. I appreciate you guys coming on, giving this a listen. It's been a long one. It's been a Struggle man with the like the SD card problems and everything. But thank you guys for coming, I really appreciate it, and I will talk to you next week.